I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hello, Songtown. Welcome to today's podcast episode, Songtown on Songwriting. Cut the cheese. And we're going to tell you, <laughs> we're going to tell you, we're not talking about smelly stuff today. We are talking about songwriting and something that's been brought to my attention that I've always known, but it kind of got um, revisited with our song plugger, Ronna Reeves, um, talking about um, cut the cheese. And so I'm, we're going to talk about that today. I got with me Marty Dotson in the house, masterful hit. Masterful hit songwriter, too many hits behind him on his wall. He's got the the wall of plaques. It looks like Elvis's place back there. So many <laughs> plaques on the wall. So the reason I wanted to talk about this is the other day at one of our Songtown writing retreats, our guest speaker was Ronna Reeves. And Ronna's somebody that's had, you know, she's a song plugger. She's gotten songs cut for artists and songwriters over the years some big cuts she's gotten me cuts out of my catalog and she was talking about the the number one thing she feels like that keeps her from getting a great song cut is that oftentimes a song will be good but it will be cheesy and so i just thought it would be good to talk about that like what makes a song cheesy um for me i'll kick it off for me the number one thing is if your song sounds like the 1980s call and wants their song back, it probably is cheesy. Exactly. <laughs> and I and I'm not I don't mean that it can't be influenced by the 80s because that's a thing, you know. A lot of people want to be influenced by the 80s or right now in country they want to be influenced by the 90s. But if your song sounds like it was discovered out of a time capsule from the 80s it's going to be cheesy and that's that's one way it is how it can sound what about what are your thoughts mr marty yeah another another way is if it sounds like one of those you remember when those like not professional casio keyboards but the ones you could buy like at walmart for your kid yeah. and you'd push one like you'd push a c and it would play a c chord and this cheesy drum loop underneath it yeah, I mean, I hear demos that sound like they were made with that. Well, it's sometimes. called Band in, Band in a Box. We'll yeah. probably never get sponsored by Band in a Box. Um, yeah. But yeah, if it, and, and I see this a lot now because there's this phenomenon of people downloading tracks from the Internet and, you know, paying 200 bucks and get the rights to those tracks and and they write to them and that can be cool. But the music community, the record community, if you're trying to get on a big artist record um, or trying to get on radio, trying to get your songs, you know, listened to a lot on, on streaming, it's it's a very tight niche. Not as far as styles, because there's often a variety of styles, but as far as the sound, um, if it's how do you quantify it? It's like if it's very much it's more subtle than what you're talking about we all know the cheesy keyboards with the cheesy drum loops that's obvious but often that little varying degree of what is cheesy and what sounds like a hit is a lot smaller in the professional world so if i'm a writer this is what i did when i started if i'm a writer and one of my buddies plays me a song 
and it sounds great. Maybe the singer. I love the singer's voice. That is such a great singer. My first question, well, first of all, I go, great song. I love the song. I don't want somebody to go, you know, if I jump in there and go, wow, that's amazing. Who's singing? They're going to think that I've totally dissed the song and all I'm interested in is the singer. But if it's a good song, I'm going to tell somebody first it's a good song. And then I want to find out who did that production. It's cool. It's stripped down. It's vibey. It doesn't sound like this overproduced record from, you know, five years ago. It, it has this cool vibe to it. And that's probably from a producing standpoint for demos and records. Um, today, I think songs are a lot less produced than they used to be. So overproducing a project will make it cheesy these days. Yeah, I think another thing that makes it cheesy is that, you know, like the, the record labels and the, the public out there, when they hear a record, it's the best guitar players in the world, potentially. I mean, it's, you know, the session players in Nashville are among the best instrumentalists in the entire world. And so if Keith Urban's going to cut a record, he's using those guys. So if I'm not that good a guitar player and I play a little solo that's ding, 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 you know, it, it's going to sound cheesy because it, it can't compete and with that. And so the answer to that is not to try to compete with that. You know, don't, right. don't try to make your, your song, your demo sound like it's a full band of Nashville session players. But here's how you get around it. I just want to jump in because what you're saying is these days, what a lot of us are doing, no, we can't play guitar like Brent Mason. So what a lot of people are doing is they'll play a guitar part and then they will take it and mix it in with like three synthesizer sounds. So then all of a sudden it becomes this melodic instrument that sounds cool or maybe they'll trash it up they'll run it through a saturation distortion program and really trash it up and make and add like some some qualities from old vinyl tape to it so i i think a lot of what what people are doing today or what you're saying they're not trying to sound like the greatest musician in the greatest studio with the greatest Quincy Jones producer with those days are pretty limited right now. So I think people go with the skills they have and they try to do what they do well. And they try to present this vibey, earthy, organic track that's more stripped down um, and is more about parts and arrangement, kind of like the Beatles. They weren't great players. Um, well, Paul McCartney, you could argue, you could argue for them, but they weren't the world's top players. And, but what they did is they came up with great parts and their records were organic and vibey and interesting. And I think that's what people go for today is simplicity over complicated flash. Yeah. And, and my point is just, if you can't, you don't try to compete with something you can't compete with do yeah. your thing you know M make your thing really cool and strip down and communicate the song really well but don't try to make it sound like something it's not you know because if you right. i hear demos a lot and i'll go oh man it, they, they tried to make it sound like it was a full band in a studio and it just doesn't because it, i can tell it's loops from guitar i mean from garage band 
or, or something and they didn't really do much to them and they're just yeah. playing, you know? So, I mean, we, we've said a lot about demo quality and that kind of thing. You know, another aspect of that is your singer. And you mentioned this a little bit while ago, but if, if you don't have a good vocal and it, and it doesn't have to be a great singer, it just has to be tuned and sound, you know, honest and real and communicate the song. Um, but I hear a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll play me something. I go, Oh wow. The pitch on that is rough, you know, and, and all those things, a cheesy track or a pitchy vocal, those things take away from your song. Instead of focusing on your song, people are going, ouch, that, that was rough. You know, whatever it is I'm hearing. I've even heard out of genre with the singer. If, if you're trying to pitch a song to Keith Urban, you don't want a Broadway singer who might be an incredible Broadway singer, but Mm -hmm. you've got to know your genre. You don't want to pitch that voice singing something that sounds country to Keith Urban, you know? And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake is I know you're on a budget, but that's why we're saying if you're on a budget, it's better to have a guitar and a vocalist that are nailing it than a full production that sounds sloppy and sounds dated. And, you know, a lot of us for better or worse, um, we grow up liking a certain type of music when we're younger and we have a hard time getting past that. So for what I've had to do throughout my career is constantly listen to new music, you know, in all genres. And I think if you do that, that's going to help you not be as cheesy. You're not going to sound like, you know, James Taylor that you grew up listening to, or you're not going to sound like Gwen Stefani that you grew up listening to. You're going to have a, a much wider palette when it comes to writing and creating and producing. Yeah. You know, and if you create your own music on your computer at home, um, in, focus on making it cool and vibey and simple as opposed to making it competitive with a, a studio demo or a record and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, let's talk a little bit about other ways besides the track and the singer and the actual demo. But I think lyrically, you know, a way to make things sound cheesy is to make the singer sound uncool. You know, no, singers don't want to get up there and say some nerdy thing. And they don't want to get up there and say something that's kind of off brand for them. They don't want to get up and say something that seems outdated or old. You know, I mean, their their target audience a lot of times is, you know, are young people. And so they want to be speaking the language of young people. So if I say something that um, sounds like I'm, you know, quoting John Denver, which I loved, um, it, it's going to sound like it's it's outdated and it's not going to sound cool to my audience. So I think you have to watch lyrically that, you know, imagine yourself getting up and singing that song in front of 60,000 people. And, yeah. you know, what what happens when they hear it? Do they think, oh, that's cool? Or do they think, oh, an old person wrote that, you know? Yeah, and even if your audience is an older audience, because we have a lot of people listening to this podcast that are artists and have their own followings, if you're not bringing anything new and fresh to the table, it's going to sound cheesy. Even to if you sound like John Denver and your audience loves John Denver, but you're not bringing anything new to the table, then you're not going to be successful either. You know, it's Kenny Wayne Shepherd when he was growing up playing the blues. 
he sounded like a blues guitar player, but he had his own energy and vibe and, you know, character that was and his own licks that were all new to, to him. And he brought something new to the blues. And so that's what you want to do. And for me, when I'm sitting down to write, if I feel like I've heard the melody before, I try to push past that. I keep digging and keep digging. And I know you're a big fan of that for lyrics as well, um, is don't take that first exit. You know, because if you to get off, if you've got a lyrical idea and you think this is the way to write it and it's the first thing that comes to you, well, the 50 other people that have written that song in the last five years probably took that same exit too. So you want to try to be more creative than that. I think another way you can make things cheesy is to to be off genre like you were talking about. For instance, if I if I come in with a melody that's very Broadway and I'm trying to pitch it to a country artist, that's not going to work. Or if it sounds like a Disney song and I'm pitching it to a, a, a pop artist, it's not going to sound right. So it has to sound authentic for the genre that you're pitching to and for the artist that you're pitching to if you don't want it to come across as being cheesy. Yeah, and I think the more you learn about solid melody writing techniques, solid lyric techniques, you'll find that your songs can be produced in a lot of different genres. Um, but when you produce them in those genres, that's that's where you've got to learn to cut back the cheese factor. Yeah, I think too you you can you have to use language that feels authentic to the sentiment of the song. So if if I'm writing a love song for my wife and I say, "You're the grass beneath my feet," <laughs> she's gonna go, "What are you drinking?" Like you know. But if I go. I can't imagine. You, know, you make my life easier. She goes, oh, thank you for saying that. You know, I might mean the same thing with both of them, but I'm trying too hard with the grass beneath my feet and it just comes across as inauthentic and cheesy. So we have to be, you know, if I'm if I'm writing a song that's to a person and it's a love song, for instance, it needs to be very conversational. Yes. And if I start to get too poetic, it's going to sound like I'm getting off into cheese land. And, and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to come across as real and honest to the person that's listening. So you just have to be sure. And we, and I hear this a lot with comedy songs, too. People will play a song that is intended to be funny. And, and it crosses the line over into cheese, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just it it's almost like a dad joke. You know, it, it it's just isn't funny in a sense that's in a cool way. And I think, you know, when I talk to people who write a lot of stuff like that, I, I encourage them to listen to the kind of artists that cut that sort of song. And it's not many these days. Right. They're cutting funny songs, you know. So if you want to get a song cut that's funny, you have to be really careful that you don't cross over into that cheese land. And I think... I was thinking before we did this episode, I think I've probably only had one funny song cut in my whole career. And that was Blake Shelton's doing it to country songs. Mm -hmm. And I think it worked because it was provocative. Right. And, and kind of edgy instead of being cheesy on the cheesy side, but we, you know, we could have easily gone that way. So I think you just have to watch if you're writing something that's funny and that it, that it's going to come across in, an authentically funny way that that is not going to make the um, singer look like a, a dweeb. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, lyrics, especially today, 
I'd say for the last 10 years have been so conversational. You're, you're talking, the artists are talking to their audience and they're having a conversation. I mean, that's what a song is, is a conversation between the singer and the audience. So as a consequence, you don't get, gosh, some of my favorite tunes was like Coldplay singing Yellow. I mean, I had no idea what he meant when he was singing Yellow, but I just loved it. It was cool. It was vibey. I miss that. But if you're trying to communicate, I think because of the marketplace and the world is so crowded and noisy right now that you have to cut through and people have to understand you. You, you have to be talking to them. You have to grab them by the, you know, the sh shoulders and just shake them a little bit. And it's never been like that. You know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, it wasn't quite like that. Um, so I miss those old songs that were almost like abstract paintings, you know, the lighter shade of pale or any of that um, stuff of Coldplay off a of parachute where it was literally like looking at abstract art when you looked at the lyrics. And I miss that stuff. But right now in songwriting, it's it's conversational, you know, and, and and it always has been. I mean, usually the biggest songs throughout history are songs that are conversational, you know, and nine, nine out of 10 times, those were the biggest songs that reached the most people. So it hasn't changed. I just think that because it's so competitive that people now are just going, hey, I've got to reach people. I've got I've got to to have my audience hear my message, you know. And that that's just the the lay of the land. Yeah, I think when you when you look at at what you're saying in your song, you just go, does this sound like something I would authentically say in this scenario? So if it's, you know, if I'm talking to my lover, it, does this sound authentic? If I'm yeah. telling a story, does it sound authentic to me of how I would tell that story? Or is it going to be something where if I play it for someone, they go, cut the cheese, man. <laughs> that, that's just too cheesy. Any other ways you can think of that, that we make songs cheesy, Clay? No, I think if if you're believable, if you're honest, um, and you're choosing truth and realness over cleverness, um, you can be clever in a real way, but a lot of times people are clever for the sake of clever. I don't that that there's not much room for that in the world people want to believe what the singer is singing they want to they they want to feel what the singer is singing so if you can make it honest believable and real then i think you're, you're halfway there to um swimming above the cheese exactly all right so if you didn't get anything else we said today don't cut the cheese with your music yeah actually do cut the cheese out of your music, but don't make your music smell like you cut the cheese. All right, we've got a song coming up from a listener named Becky Reisman. It's called Hypnotized. Uh, we'd love for you to check out Songtown. Also, we'd, we'd love if you give us a rating and a review. That really helps us. That gives us more visibility if you like the show. Um, and our, our favorite reviews are five-star reviews, but uh, we would take anything. We'd, we'd love it if you would do, take the time and do that. In the show notes, we've got information about Songtown, about our books, and we hope you have a blessed and wonderful week. See you next Tuesday. Girl, I just saw your post online. I see your picture get a million likes. 
My heart is pumping when I see you smile. From just one look, you've got me hypnotized. If I give you my heart and tell you all my secrets, I'll give you the world and share you all my feelings. I hold you through. I'm sending signals that you can find. I hold you by the candlelight. Show you everything's gonna be alright if I give you my heart and tell you all my secrets. I'll give you the world and share you. For you, so sweet.